Hi there, and welcome to Fantasy Focus Baseball. It's a beautiful Monday afternoon, August 23rd, 2021. He is Tristan Happy Cockroft, winner of leagues, singer of songs, friend to many. Kyle Soppy produces, researches, and guards our fine galaxy. I'm Eric. Fantasy Focus Baseball is presented by LinkedIn Jobs. <laughs> I do like that intro, Tristan. <laughs> I do like that intro, but you got one thing wrong. You are Nostra Derek. No, no, don't go. Are we going to go there right away? <laughs> we're going to go there right away. Oh Fantasy no, we're Focus just gonna, we're just going to let people we're just going to let people wonder why that's your nickname. So you know, it's all good. We are presented by LinkedIn Jobs. Um, all right, let's get into it, man. Let's bring Kyle back, and you guys get into it. So. Kyle, tell the story, tell the story of the tweet, what happened on Thursday's show, because we know that everybody listening on Monday's show must have listened to Thursday's, but it, you you tell the story. I'm gonna He's going to play the clip. Just watch I'm out. I'm going to go get something to eat. <laughs> I want to play the clip and throw you under the bus, but yeah. Uh, uh, it's Thursday. not throwing him under the bus. He's, he's, he's All right, so you future. tell the story. Somebody he's tell the story. Lottery ticket. Come I on, give you. me the lottery I'm... numbers. On Thursday, we had a conversation about Christian Yelich's struggles. Eric pretty much took the stance that he hasn't done anything this year. How can you convince me he's going to do anything the rest of the way? For some reason, threw out the idea that because he was jinxing him and saying all this negative stuff, that Christian Yelich was going to homer twice, picked a day. I don't know why he picked Saturday. He did. Christian Yelich homers twice, including a go-ahead grand slam, combo meal, the whole deal. So do we give him credit for getting the call on Saturday right? Do we kill him for the Christian Yelich's bad take because he just had one of the best days of the season? Is it somewhere in the middle? Tristan, what do we do with this information? (laughs) It's somewhere in the middle, man. That's a wide gap, isn't it? No, it is. They're two of his three homers since June 27th. (laughs) Right. I mean, to be able to predict... This is the thing. Like, if he hits one home run and you say he's going to, you know, homer over the weekend, that's one thing. But to say he's going to hit two home runs on Saturday and then he hits two home runs on Saturday in the course of providing an entirely legitimate takedown of Christian Yelich, I, I don't know. I, I can't describe that. And you know what? This is, You know why this happens? This happens for the same reason that people bring up the home run derby, is that when a player stinks Thank for this you. long yeah. or underperforms, yeah. Regression to the mean is inevitable, and that's what that was. So I don't think anything's changed. That's that's the point. I I wanted to agree with you, and I wanted to make this clear with Eric, because he wasn't – I mean, he was a little sad on the group chat. It was I'm like, eh, it wasn't a good take, but it was a reasonable take. It was take. a good take. Yes, it was completely rational, and the fact that the two home runs came so far out of the blue rationalizes the take he had last week. So – Eric, I think you're okay with this take. It's hilarious that you called a great day admits bashing a player, but I I I still think you're okay with this. Spin it forward, by the way. You just created a, a cash-in opportunity. I think that's what happened because I don't I agree with you. Nothing's really changed here except except you had a great Saturday and gave a lot of quotes afterwards saying, Well, it's in me. He didn't talk mm-hmm. about his back still hurting him and his teammates said they're going to ride him and all that. But you're right. That created created an opportunity now where if you still could trade Yelich away for not Frank Schwindel, that's ridiculous. But for somebody who's, you know, a top 100 player, you would do it. Um, I would do it. But I want your take here um, because we talked about we're not going to talk ad nauseum about it again like we did on Thursday. Mm-hmm. But nothing really did change here. He just had a good day. Now, if he hits two homers tonight. 
then I look even more dumb. But for now, it's just one big day. For now, it's just one big day. And Cody Bellinger did something similar to this two weeks ago. That's right. So, you know, and, and maybe it doesn't continue and he provides what he has between that day and the June 27th date that I, that I mentioned for the rest of the year. That was exactly why this conversation came up. So, yeah, I, now, if, I don't feel any if, better about him today than I did on Thursday. If I tell you that like Dalton Varsho is going to hit two home runs tonight and he does. Okay. Then we got something going on, <laughs> but or... this is like the, the Philly game. Remember where, uh, who was, it was our favorite backup catcher. And I'm like, he's going to homer here. And he homered. Andrew Knapp. No, it was like 10, 15 years ago. It was the older, the older catcher. Backup Carlos catcher. Ruiz? No, no, I don't remember. No, oh, it's like uh, a 35 year old backup catcher. Oh, I know the guy you're thinking of. He wrote, he wrote a book. the book. He wrote a yeah, book. Yeah, he wrote a book and his name escapes me, but I'll look it up as we're dealing with this. Um, <laughs> now, it's the only time I've ever been so right on that one. I'm like, he's got a homer right here. What was his homers. name? Yeah, we were at a game together when that happened, weren't yes, we? Yes, we were. In Philadelphia. <laughs> and what is that guy's name? I need to know what his name is. is Chris Coast. That's exactly who it was. All right. Coast, There's other yeah. things going on in the fantasy baseball world. And before we get to that, by the way, the Little League World Series is fantastic. I, I can't get enough of it. I've been watching it over Phillies games. Well, I, I'm looking for things to watch other than Phillies games. And I even ha- had Netflix on at some point this weekend. But the Little League World Series and that, that what was it called last night? The Kids Cast with Monet Davis and Kyle. What was the boy's name? Who was uh, Ian heading- Nicholas? Ian Nicholas, who was heading to Phenomenal. that media, media giant Syracuse where some, uh, some of the, the best people in the world, uh, in the journalism industry, have gone to college, uh, I think. And uh, he was great, and Monet Davis was great, and I couldn't get enough of it, and we should do more of that. It was a lot of fun. And obviously, the team from Pennsylvania is out, but I still – the girl on Texas, um, Ellie, I think her name is, she's fan the catcher. She's great. Uh, I just – they play – these games, they play with so much fun – and and people in the stands are enjoying it and having fun and everybody's just having fun. I, I would like more fun in my life and more fun in baseball. So I'm going to watch the Little League where there's four games on today on ESPN or ESPN2. And I'm going to watch them all, mm-hmm. baby. That's I'm, I'm enjoying these specialty games too, you know, between this, Field of Dream games. Yeah, that was fun too. I do the, more uh, often. The uh, Ahmed Rosario game or the uh, – uh, who was the pitcher last night? Sunday? Paul Quantrill. Cal Quantrill game. Cal Quantrill. So uh, let me ask, did, what did you learn from the game? Uh, any, any thoughts on any of the players? Otani is still what he is. He's fantastic. Stole another base this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, the power, I mean, he's going to lead the league in home runs and steal like 22 bases. It's unbelievable. And make all these starts and be amazing. But any thoughts on Quantrill or Ahmed Rosario or anyone else that's playing? Jared Walsh is in a bit of a slump. Another stupid argument I made earlier this season when I said that he was a top 100 player. He's obviously not now. Um, he got he hurt. Got... Yeah, at the time, he was on track for it. So This is my unfairness show. I think if there's anything we've learned here is that I should speak less and you should speak more. So, Tristan, take it away, and I'm going to go get eat the rest of my meatball parm. And uh... <laughs> Oh, man, I'm jealous now. <laughs> you didn't bring me a meatball parm? Uh, Jack, by the way, looks very hittable. And yes, you, what, what thoughts do you have on the Cleveland Angels series? So not a lot other than, first of all, Cleveland's rotation does have the ability to capitalize on what are a large amount of remaining solid matchups. You're too late on Cal Quantrill. He's now rostered in two-thirds of ESPN leagues. We've been saying this now for a couple of weeks. This was, the, I believe, the first national game opportunity to see him. And, yeah, he was a little shaky in that first inning. 
but overall excellent. He got into a rhythm and pitched deep into that game. And I see a lot more of this coming up. They've kept his innings well in check. Uh, they actually have opportunities this week, matchups wise, where Eli Morgan gets two home games. Yeah, one of them's Boston, but Boston hasn't hit quite that uh, as well as they um, had in the early stages of the year. So that's an opportunity for you. Uh, Tristan McKenzie, we mentioned him on the previous show. Another guy I think is going to get good matchups through. And I'm, frankly, Ahmed Rosario, based on hitting second, gives decent volume. I do think he is mixed league relevant. I, I question some of the on base skills that he has, but uh, kind of a decent underrated player. Before the season, did you have Rosario or Andres Jimenez as your shortstop and for fantasy, or neither? Me, I had Rosario. I wasn't a Jimenez guy. I, the only thing I like about Jimenez is the, the steals. I didn't think he was contributing anything else. Yeah, he's not. He's not contributing anything. <laughs> so, not now, no, not at all. Um, any thoughts on Joe Adele versus Brandon Marsh? Because Adele's still swinging and missing all the time. And but when he hits a ball hard, man, does it go? But I, I feel like I'm watching a two. 30 batting average guy who may hit 30 home runs. I'm not sure Marsh is, is anything special either, but a lot beard. You ever seen a young person with a beard like that? That's a, that's a fantastically like I have, it's not common. Like Daniel Dopp at that age. Did he have a beard yeah. like that? I want to <laughs> know. I want to see Daniel we'll Dopp's pictures in college or when he was in the military. <laughs> Did he have a beard like Brandon Marsh's? That's a Kyle get on though. So you've got an assignment now. <laughs> I already know the picture I'm looking for. He did not. When he was in the military, super clean shaven. Yes. But, like, you know what I'm talking about, Brandon Marsh. When he got traded to the Yankees, he had to shave it again. You know, that's the rules. So Everybody seems to like Adele more than Marsh and Adele more than a lot of other hitters. Should we like Joe Adele? Like, I'm asking you the question. Like, where are you going to rank Joe Adele next season? Are you going to rank him as a top? Let's assume he's one of the Angels starters. Yeah. Is he a top 50 outfitter in your rankings? I just don't see it. I, I don't think so. Adele for me is a dynasty stash. And not why? Even a, why be, anymore? Like because because there is still that elite talent that if he can make that adjustment needed, get a little bit more patient, maybe cut down some of the swing and miss. I think that's the least likely of those things to change. He could be a great player, but I think he's going to be variable year over year. And and I just I don't I agree with you. I don't see it for next year. Not yet. I think so it's going to take. Wonder one. if we see it at all. This is reminding me of Brandon Wood. It's a long swing. It's a lot of strikeouts. And, you know, I hate to, I, I want to give him a chance. He's still like 21 years old, but man, anyway, moving on from 22 that, and four months. Yeah. And that's the main thing months. you got is giving him time. Um, all right, let's move on now. I'm sure we'll fill the show, show other ways. Um, combo meals, sing it. Considering I'm just seeing uh, Kyle's, Photo of Kyle from the military. Wow. Kyle just texted us a photo <laughs> yeah. of military doc. Wow, yeah, that's perfect timing right before a song. Now, can I get into the, the tune sense? Hey, it's a gumbo meal. Do, 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 do. Combo, combo. Do, 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 do. It's a combo meal. Home run plus steal. Plus no seven, of, seven <laughs> of them since our last show. Um, Jose Ramirez, first round talent. Garrett Hampson, not. Jazz Chisholm, Jose Ramirez again. He did it on consecutive days. That's yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, Yelich on Saturday is first of the season. Brandon Nimmo. And then on Sunday, JT Real Muto. How about that? Opposite field yeah. home run. Disappointing season, but still a top five catcher. I mean, it, where does he rank? He's probably like number three among catchers for the season. Sally, Sally Perez has to be number one. And Buster Posey. Oh, no. This, the Real Muto passed Posey because of that stolen base yesterday. So Wow. <laughs> um, anyway, that's not the point. Um, Garrett Hampson, your thoughts on Garrett Hampson? 
I'm a little disappointed. I expected more. He's gotten plenty of playing time. He's gotten enough playing time to be a a 70 runs, 20 steal guy. Mm-hmm. And he just doesn't look like he's more than a utility infielder. He he does. That's that is what he's looked like. I, I mean, a couple of years ago, I was saying the Rockies should give him a chance and see exactly what they had in him. And he, we know, we know it, now. Yeah. It, well, it's unfair for. I don't know that it's entirely fair for us to critique his the entirety of his career and his future based on what the Rockies have given him. They never really have given him a fair shake. But even in the limited time, he started to look like a, a matchups type, a guy who's yeah. perfect in a utility role, play him against lefties. Yeah, 400 plate appearances this season. And I mean, look, since the start of 2020, he's got almost, you know, almost 600 plate appearances, mm-hmm. 21 steals, terrible strikeout rate. I mean, 154 strikeouts from a little guy like him. I mean, a 235 batting average? No, it's not good enough. He's He's got an 85-point OPS righty-lefty split, and he's got a 173-point home road split. He is completely unusable in road games. Yeah. And he's not even that great in home games. Um, anyone else here? Brandon Nimmo um, still gets on base. Jazz Chisholm, uh, potential 2020 guy, I believe. Um, are you rostering Nimmo? Mets are a free fall, man, that offense. I mean, they won yesterday, but... I mean, Nimmo, other than taking walks and getting on base, yeah, not really doing much. Yeah, I'm trying to think who was the – there was a guy about five or six years ago who fit this description. Four homers been, and three steals. Might have been Brandon well, – Brandon Belt had a little bit more pop than this. Uh, I've got Nimmo in one situation, and that is my – I have one share in my NL only on-base percentage 5 by 5 league. That's where you want him. And that's I mean, it. He's slugging 403. That's That's tough. And he has, by the way, never slugged 500 in a single major league season. Oh, I, I don't think he's ever going to. Um, anyone else here that we need to discuss? Probably not. We'll move on. Oh, I just want to throw out a note here to Sarah Langs, our former colleague. She she wrote, she tweeted out the other day, Starling Marte, who did not have a common mill this weekend, but, you know, only because he didn't homer. Mm-hmm. He's going to finish in the top 10 in stolen bases in each league. That's unbelievable. That's never happened yeah. before. Yeah, He's running completely wild. For mm-hmm. Oakland, completely wild. Yeah, by the, he, and, and by the way, win people leagues. Underscore that what you just said, Oakland. There was a book or something like that about stealing bases and taking chances, right? So, of all places, Oakland. It's it's hard to believe he has played in twenty two games for Oakland and he is seventeen for seventeen in steals, three fifty eight, three ninety two, five hundred five, two home runs. Not a big homer guy. Like his days of hitting twenty home runs might be gone. Maybe not. Who knows? He's at nine and he had to, you know, you know, play in Miami and Oakland, mm-hmm. but um, in Pittsburgh, he had 20. Oh, what do you think of them dumping? Um, who's that outfitter? Polanco. He's not on the list here, but like Gregory Polanco, like, didn't you think three, four years ago that this is a superstar, like a 2020 guy? Yeah. We Amazing talked about how him. fast things change. Talked about him quite a bit on the show. In fact, and the injuries, just really became an obstacle for him. And look, I, it's not a great place for him to play. So if he latches on somewhere that's got a hitting friendly scenario, they can mix and match and build up some sort of hot streak. Okay. Maybe he'll be relevant in an AL or NL only league, but I, yeah. Well, you know, he major disappointment. 14 out of 15 in stolen bases. He has 11 home runs. Now one ninety nine is a, is a bummer, mm-hmm. but like you could, you could see like, he's not that old. Um, any thoughts on Miguel Cabrera? Obviously, people probably want us to, hey, congratulations. 500 home mm-hmm. runs is an unbelievable accomplishment. But from a fantasy aspect, he is rostered in 7.4% of leagues for a reason. There's really nothing there. Uh, same as with Pujols. It, 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 it is a little bit sad to me as a baseball fan seeing these great players, these Hall of Fame players, just not producing at the end of their careers. But 
a 300 batting average with 500 home runs. That, that's quite an accomplishment. And he can still get the 3,000 hits because he's got to play next year. Mm-hmm. He may not get it this year, but good for him. And, and I would say it was, let's see, 12 years where we were talking elite first-round capable production from him. I mean, consistently so until the injuries cropped. I mean, look at the games played from 2004 up until 2014. I mean, I look mean, at what Vlad's doing right now. That Cabrera did that for a decade. Yeah. And pull. Yeah, like, and and Vlad might well be that next version of this, but it speaks to how extraordinary this is that that <laughs> look what Vlad would have to do for 12 years to get there. Isn't that and, amazing? And Cabrera has played another 7 years since then. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously I think they each would have retired already if they didn't have these contracts. Um, And we're not seeing these contracts anymore. Although, you know, like in five years, what are we talking about with Mike Trout? You know, I mean, hopefully, you know, we're not talking about this, but, you know, I'm not sure, man, you're going to attack another stupid argument coming here. Is Mike Trout a first round pick? It's not just the stolen bases. He's not durable. It's not durable at all. First round, I don't think is a, that's not a stupid argument. I don't I don't know how we can How put is him that in the not first a stupid argument? That's that's a fair question. I mean, isn't he now who's the pitcher equivalent? Like Kershaw? Isn't Trout Kershaw now when he oh, plays gosh. it's a monster it's monster numbers, but he ain't playing enough. What I, What's so the difference? What, what I worry in the comp there is that we're taking two career curves and overlaying them across each other where trout i think has shifted by a year and a half two years i think he's a little bit further back on the kershaw i i agree with you in theory i just want to say he's gonna end up playing like fewer than 50 games this season yeah and kershaw i don't know if he's coming back and these are hall of famers give them all the credit in the world but at some point bodies break down you know when i hit 30 mine will and it's just amazing to me like i i don't know if trout's trout or freddie freeman i'm taking freddie freeman next season I am. I'd have and a hard time blaming you for that. I don't think really that's would. crazy at all. It's not like nope. he's stealing bases. Freddie Freeman's a monster. I wrote about the Atlanta infield today. Unbelievable what they're doing. We talked about that recently. Yeah. But- what it was, this is what I fear with the Trout conversation is that there probably are at least another two years of 150-game MVP-capable production. And what I worry is we're not going to be able to tell what year that is until it's happening. Until the sh- what Shohei Itani is doing right now. We're... Until it's happening, we would never have been able to predict that's the year it would. But in fairness, when we rank other players with brittle dispositions here, physical mm-hmm. ones, mm-hmm. like we don't rank them well. Mike Trout has last played more than 140 games in a season in 2016. We we overrank him every year. And right now he's sitting on 36 in five months. So anyway. We'll get to our rankings on September shows and when we lack anything else to talk about. Let's do a brief closer carousel now. If you would sing it, please. It's the closer carousel. Wow, I'd spin today. around if it weren't for the uh, yeah losing the microphone. So today you're not like pointing at me and dancing around like a jig, but you're actually like spinning in your chair. See, that's new. I get all twisted up in the cord. Who say Tristan can't adapt to the times? He is what is that? You are you TikToking? What do the kids say? <laughs> <laughs> we should do a TikTok of you singing the closer carousel. There we go. Kyle could do a TikTok. Got, Kyle, get us on TikTok. Here. Let's Our let's squad do that. screen here. Are we? Kyle, by you're the a big way, TikToker, are, right? You and yeah, are we too old for TikTok? I might be too old for TikTok. I mean, <laughs> we're we're all pretty much the same age, so I guess. That oh my god! Yeah, really? Wow. Said when, the same age. 
you said when you turn 30, your uh, physical your physical limitations are going to kick in. I'm already over 30, so. Hey, over the weekend, somebody said to me, "Yeah, you look like you're in your 30s," and I was like, I, "Yeah, I am. <laughs> of course, I am." Got me a lot of that. Yeah, me and Will Smith, the Fresh Prince. Um, Will Smith, man, it, it's not always pretty. I, I I still think Will Smith's Atlanta's closer, though. So. Uh, but you would add Chris Martin. Would you add Tyler Matzek, Richard Rodriguez? I wasn't sure which Will Smith you were talking about among the three there. It's not the Catholic um, carousel. That's a different one. Yeah. Or, or the rapper carousel. Or would he, would you call him a rapper nowadays? Um, the Braves closer. Look, they keep rolling him out there. And I mean, he's, he's doing enough to get the job done. I agree with you that, that wouldn't it make sense to dabble with somebody else or even go with some sort of combination two or three co or tri, uh, try closers. But they're not doing that. There's no hint of it. They have the Yankees, the Dodgers, the Giants coming up. Yeah. It's going to get harder for Atlanta. I don't know if Philly can yeah. stay in the race. Uh, but Will Smith, you know, can't keep blowing saves like this. Um, so who leads the Reds and saves the rest of the year, please? Michael Lorenzen. <laughs> you know what? I'll take Michael Givens there. But I, I see your Lorenzen's pitching great. You wrote about Lorenzo today. Yep. Um, I just I think he's better than I think he's a better pitcher without hesitation than Michael Givens. Better outfielder than Michael Givens. That's really without question. There's no debate there. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely a better hitter than Michael Givens, too. I don't even need to see Givens hit to know that. Um, if before the weekend I would have said Chris Stratton was Pittsburgh's closer based because David Bednar still had an area save. Mm-hmm. But now he has a save. Yep. So now I think it's Bednar. But I, it seemed clear to me Stratton was their closer if there was anything to close. Uh, I, I think they want to see what they have in Bednar for next I think year. they should want to see what they have. Yep. Um, Seattle, uh, Diego Castillo hit the injured list. Nice job, Tampa. You know, Tampa's made a lot of good trades and a lot of bad trades, too. Like, people don't ever call them out for the bad trades. They just say, oh, the Chris Archer trade. Um, you know, oh, how they robbed this team and that team. But, like, Jake Cronenworth is a fantasy monster right now. They just gave him away. And they, they make some trades that aren't so great. Anyway. Um, Wasn't it a Castillo. bad trade for them? Who'd they give up for him? Yeah, they had nothing in that Jake Cronenworth trade. If, if no, not the Cronenworth trade. I'm talking about Diego Castillo. I, I actually think that oh, that was... trade. I think they they gave him away because they didn't want him. Any... Oh, they got. Um... Well, that wasn't the Toro trade. I don't think they got anything. This trade for JT uh, Austin Shenton and JT Chargois prospect, and then Chargois got a save chance over the weekend. Well, but anybody they... could. They're gonna they're gonna have they... another year of twelve plus different pitchers. They teams. knew that Castillo wasn't right, and that's why they traded him away before he got expensive. But and, I, and I think that's the intent for Seattle was next year, not this year. They're trying to build their pieces for next season. At least that's that's my guess. Watch the Phillies give Paul Sewald a three year deal. Um, <laughs> all right, I don't I don't see don't knock Sewald. He's a pretty decent pitcher. Come on. Well, he's having a pretty decent season. I think that's a little different. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. What, you know what? Paul Sewald is the guy who we who we end up ranking number 20 among relief pitchers next season and he ends up with an era he has a jake deekman season he gets no saves isn't that the isn't that what paul Stewart is next year i mean tell me that's yeah. crazy no it's like, not crazy but then it also goes the other direction i mean kendall graven was in exactly the same absolutely. situation too him too people are going to draft kendall graven and paul Stewart next season and tyler matzek and they shouldn't what should they, words, they shouldn't even draft relief pitchers don't yeah don't don't pay for relievers pay for relievers at all mm-hmm I, I'll tell you, the, the worst thing, when you mentioned September, talking about next year's rankings, the absolute worst part of the rankings exercise in advance of the following year is the relief pitchers. The worst. 
I'm going to rank fewer and fewer relief pitchers in my top 300 than ever before because mm-hmm. there's no point. Like, if you get a closer with saves, okay, that's legit. But, like, don't draft the ERA whip guys from this year. Who are the ERA whip guys from last year other than Devin Williams? And, well, and G- they, Giovanni Gallegos is the best example of what we're good. talking about. With not worth what we ranked. can tell you that. He's had a good season. He's had a good season, but because he's not the closer – he has been and certainly perceived as a disappointment. You know, he's had a better year than Alex Reyes. He just doesn't have the saves. Yeah, but that's Reyes what counts in fantasy. Game. Oh, no, no. Well, I mean, like, we're talking two different things here. Who's the better pitcher and who's the actual fantasy? From But from the rankings perspective, what people are looking for on September 30th or whatever it is when you're publishing a, a following season set of rankings, that's what they're looking for. It's the saves. It's not what the fact that Gio Gallegos gets good ERA whip and strikeouts. It's the same. That's fair. People, I mean, I'm looking at the relief pitchers who were drafted. Our ADP is not right right now. So I can't. uh, Adam Adovino, Jordan Hicks, there was injuries. I mean, Devin Williams was still overdrafted. Anyway, don't overdraft your relief pitchers. I don't see any other situations. Let's move on now and take a look at the schedule here. As we said, Atlanta's schedule gets a lot tougher now, but they are off today. Oh, no, they're not. They play at home against the Yankees today, Jordan Montgomery. And the most added player in ESPN leagues, Hawaskar Inoa. Um, using a Noah this week, it's two tough matchups. Yankees, Giants, right? It's actually he won't get two starts this week because um, oh, they're off Wednesday and Thursday. They're off nice Wednesday schedule. And yeah, nice schedule. Very really. odd, and I still don't know quite why. And by the way, then the Angels and the Padres are off Sunday. They have a two-game series Friday, Saturday, and they're off Sunday. It's an odd schedule week. I would use Inoa for this game. I don't think he goes deep in it. I I do think he gives you the production on a per batter basis. I he think the pre- Yankees streak ends here. Is well, they're not going to sweep Atlanta. ESPN Plus has Lance Lynn of the White Sox and Toronto's Alec Manoa is very good, having a very good season. I'm using Manoa in my weekly league this week. Well, it already started. Yep. <laughs> the, yeah. the first game of the week already started. A lot of people are going to be tripped up here. Yeah, that, right now. Yeah. Don't blame us. We didn't reschedule that Boston game for today, but you know there were no understandable as to why Manoa, by the way, gets at Detroit next. That's an amazing matchup. It, it is. Ugh. Um, oh, losing my voice. <laughs> we mentioned okay so I'll, I'll take over from you here we mentioned marco gonzalez as a great two-start guy at oakland on monday he's also going to get kansas city back at home so based on the recent production those matchups certainly i would uh use him for that game shall we shift to tuesday a busy day uh ESPN mentioned, at i mentioned eli morgan already as a two-start guy so we'll go to the next ones uh julio urias off the injured list was he really hurt or did they just give him a break I think it was a little combo-ish, but I, I would bet that was more maintenance of, you know, that whole thing of every pitcher has something going on in their arm. So they wanted to just put him on the shelf while he wasn't literally 100% and just bought him some time. Uh, now lines up for two starts of his own as well. He's going to get, uh, in addition to this game at San Diego, a home game against Colorado. So the second one is really the big one. The only concern there is, do they push him back based on it being no days off after this and have him pitch next week against Atlanta? Uh, ESPN plus has Griffin Jackson, Minnesota at Fenway park. I can't imagine you're using him there. Nope. I don't think I'd use Griffin Jacks in general. Anyway, I'm not a, just not a big fan. That's that's streaming against weaker offenses. Uh, I can't imagine using Jesus Lazardo of Miami at home against, even nope. against Washington, right? Turn him down as a two-star pitcher in my NL only league. And that tells you all you need to know. If I'm sitting him in the NL only leagues, I'm not optimistic. Um, Houston's going to get Jose or Quiddy back soon. Are you scared? Of Lu- Luis Garcia has home against the Royals on Tuesday, but give me uh, how many starts you think Garcia makes in September. 
I am really torn here. You know, what surprised me is Lance McCullers more innings for the year than Luis Garcia. That kind of snuck up on me. Uh, I do think that Garcia is going to face a cap probably about 30, 35 innings from now, save some stuff for the postseason. And I'm not sure their plan there. They kind of have to use him in the postseason rotation. I'll say he makes six more starts. I think they go six man. So Luis Garcia is probably around 20 starts right now. Um, still a really good 20, 21. Season. I think he had, I was just looking at this. I just traded him in my AL only league. <laughs> so <laughs> why would anybody trade for him? Unless it's a dynasty or keeper. Like, you know, he's not making all his starts. So who because did you convince they actually, to take him? <laughs> I, I was talking corner. infield. I have had no corner infielder or first baseman the entire year. No, I, I think it's a smart thing to trade Luis Garcia right now. Yeah, um, I traded him for DJ LeMahieu. So I needed a little on base uh, padding. He's got 21 starts, two relief appearances, 116 and two thirds innings. They actually have kept him pretty decently in check. The issue is he's never thrown more than 108 and two thirds innings in any pro year. So, you know, the, the Padres are going to miss the playoffs. You know, that's right, well, mm-hmm. I mean, the Reds, Reds are set up right now. They're getting good pitching. It's a good lineup. San Diego's lineup is a bit a bit top heavy right now. It's hard they're, to believe it. They're in a rough spot pitching wise with the injuries. They are. Uh, Wednesday night on ESPN, it's Walker Bueller and Blake Snell. Walker Bueller's might end up the season as the number one fantasy starting pitcher. Um, what sure. do you see happening with him? He, this Why has to come up because he's way ahead of pace, way ahead of, and they're, well, they want to win the division and they're only like, they're, they're right there. I don't think they're going to stop. I, I think the point I want to make here is we never included Walker Bueller in our top tier of starting pitchers. DeGrom done. Garrett Cole fine in the tier. Bieber probably done. Why is Walker Bueller not in our top tier right now? I think he should for be. this year, for this year and next. Well, for why, next, why, yeah, because next year there shouldn't be we, any. Why will you rank Degrom over Bueller next season? Because I will not. One of them cannot stay healthy. Right, is that fair or unfair? It's, it's unfair. unfair. It's only only this year. I mean, and and that that is valid for next year. I'm gonna have to think pretty deeply about. But this. even if. Even if Degrom, we say twenty-eight to thirty starts, why isn't Bueller right there with him? It's a fair question, but the workload is not being talked about with Walker Bueller, and it really should be. He's on pace for two hundred and ten and a third innings. That's a lot for a guy who had a history of injuries dating back to college. I'm a little uncomfortable with that going into next season. I would have no. rather seen him finish in the 185 range for the, because remember if they pitch into the world series, what's he going to have? 235 innings two forty. Remember before the season, when I said that no starting pitcher was going to get to 200 innings and everybody laughed at me, I think Wheeler and Cole, and that might be it. Right. Bueller, Bueller is Bueller. pretty well on track for it. And I'm that is not one of the guys I would have predicted to be there. All right. Well, I'm just saying I don't think they're gonna unless unless something hurts, I don't know why they would stop him from pitching. Um anyone else here that you could pick up? Bailey Ober, not at Fenway. Um Robbie Ray against Lucas Giolito, that's nice. Um Mitch Keller and Tyler Gilbert. Tyler Gilbert, first start, no hitter, second start at Coors. What do you what do you do with him this week? It's at Pittsburgh, one start. Yeah, I really like right? I really like the at Pittsburgh games. I'm I'm actually as 
ridiculous as the, this is, there's a deep league in which I I requested hum, Humberto Mejia. I still need to see if I got him to activate for the Monday start at Pittsburgh. So you know I'm thinking I'm thinking pretty strongly about trying to stream against these teams that are have thrown in the towel and are rebuilding. In addition to Pittsburgh, Baltimore is doing that. That that's for sure. I consider Detroit to be among this based on the matchups grades there. Miami and the Miami games there in their ballpark definitely falls into that. And I'm forgetting. Oh, Colorado and road games, of course, too. All okay. right. Let's look at this. I look at the schedule. Now we bring Kyle back in. I'm going to take another drink and Kyle, we got trivia. I assume trivia than hash Brown, the trivia today. There's five pitchers in the big leagues with at least 10 quality starts and have yet to allow 10 homers. So that's at least 10 quality starts. No more than nine home runs allowed. I'll give you the three easy ones. You got to give me the two hard ones. Corbin Burns, Jacob DeGrom, and of course, Shohei Otani have all accomplished this. You've got two left to give me after the hash rounds. Dave wants to know if there's anything there with Rafael Ortega. No. <laughs> give me Frank Schwindel over Rafael Ortega. Frankie uh, Schwindel. Uh, fan I mean, club over here. I don't want to be mean. I'm not trying to be mean. I can't hit like him. But the point is, like, is there anything there? I don't see it dude. i i wrote about him and saw some mild adjustments a couple of weeks ago but i mean you're you're chasing with the cubs you're chasing playing time period that's all you're doing you know it i i yes and i think you can get something out of like schwindel and wisdom for power but with ortega i just, I just don't see a whole lot there sorry the problem with ortega is since august 1st 19 games betting 286 357 on base yeah there's Three stolen bases, nine runs. All right. You don't have Next. to be sorry about that. Nate wants your thoughts on a pair of Tylers for Dynasty. Wade and McGill, is there enough promise to hold on to either, neither, or both? I mean, Tyler Wade, the Yankee utility guy? Yeah. Um, no. And then McGill, the Mets. I think there might be something there. Where, like, all right, well, let's be fair. Which you McGill? Are, I assume that's the Mets pitcher. Yeah. I would I would hope we could clarify on that one. Well, Tyler McGill. There's only one Tyler McGill. There's two McGills. Yeah, oh, it's only Trevor one. is the other one. Yeah. Yeah, one is so you tell me Wade's just a utility infielder with no power. There's nothing yeah, I, there. I, I will say I've been impressed by his ability to grow into the utility role, but it's the utility role. And then McGill, he's pitched well for the Mets. Um, I assume he's in their starting rotation next year. What do you think of Tyler McGee? I think it's Tyler, right? They pronounce it Tyler, T-Y-L-O-R. That's right for me. Yeah. Um, I was trying to make sure it wasn't that Cubs reliever. T-Y-L-O-R. So kind of weird. Um, 26-year-old. Uh, minor numbers were fine. Not a big strikeout guy. Um, although he's got more strikeouts than innings right now. Mm-hmm. Moved quickly. But, like, I looked at his minor league numbers when he came up, and I was like, uh, okay. You know, okay, he's not a top prospect by any means, but why can't he be a fourth or fifth starter? You're gonna if, if McGill's in the rotation next season, is, is he your top seventy-five starting pitcher? Probably not, right? Probably not. No, and and that's one where um, I'll jot him down on a list of players to watch during spring training. There's uh, it's a hundred and fifty-two point woba split. Uh, platoon split that's, yeah, that's problematic good. which would ex- be exactly what strikes me on him is that decent mm-hmm. fastball velocity decent slider needs something else to counter the lefties without that yeah top 75 is kind of the high end all righty michael's got 
five names here. He wants you to tell him who's the worst the rest of the way. Head-to-head OBP league. We've got Conforto, McCutcheon, Schwarber, Grossman, and Pham. Who is the worst of the bunch the rest of the way? Hmm. Um, well, number one on my list would be Schwarber to keep. Number two would be Pham. Walker's power. Grossman's having a solid season. He walks. He steals bases. Comes down to the NL East. Conforto versus McCutcheon. Conforto's younger. McCutcheon's hitting like 190 against right-handed pitching. There's nothing there. I think I think McCutcheon's the cut. And he, he looks hurt. You know, since he came back from the injury the injury list. I mean, I like McCutcheon. Um, can you believe they demoted Alec Bohm in late yeah. August? The, the Phillies' way of, of just screwing up their minor league players' prospects is unbelievable. Unbelievable. I think Bohm's their left fielder next year. Um, I would cut McCutcheon here. What would you do? Oh, I just looked at his August numbers. Wow. Yeah, nothing there. And, he, oh, and, and, and his, his lefty-righty splits are terrible. I mean, Phillies face a lot of bad pitching in September. You know, Pittsburgh, Colorado at home. You know, they have a Baltimore series. But, oh, I mean, McCutcheon may hit like five or six homers in September. But, I mean, I'd still take Conforto over him. You have to. Yeah. And, and I mean, I'll, I'll say in general, I'm not – I've never been a big Robbie Grossman guy. But you're right on the fact that he fits the mold for this league. He gets on base and he fills the categories. And then head-to-head, that matters. He gives you the steals. That's leadoff. He plays a lot. Well, they I mean, moved him. He's third now. Third's fine too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, other than the fact that I don't have great guys leading off ahead of him, I mean, you know, he's going to bat one, two, three, one of those spots. <laughs> Good for him. Good for Robbie. All right. Good question. Mike wants to know if it's safe to bank on Tristan McKenzie the rest of the way. And what does, what's your projection for next season look like for him? He's looked a lot better of late, given that. Um, not just a game where he had the no hitter for a while over the weekend didn't he i thought he pitched well i mean maybe i'll he make sure I... on friday i think it was maybe it was thursday it was friday i had a bench in one of my leagues it was a bummer did you have yelich bench too um no no i told you i have to have him active in that league That's i didn't my dentist i have him in a league where i didn't bench him either um <laughs> <laughs> I, well you know oh that's like, awful come on man you can't do that i don't even follow my own advice what uh mckenzie man like i just I Here, here's the stat how can he ever pitch 175 innings in a season with that build yeah you know stranger things have happened i'll, I'll give you this stat first right first half 19 percent walk rate second half 4.3 percent so peak your interest yeah He's making strides. That should pique my interest. Like for what and what I wonder, I, I haven't done a year over year analysis of this, but a pitcher who shows uncharacteristically improved in control to this level, is it sustainable? He's got to keep it below seven and a half for next year. All right. All right. Last one here comes from Ross. He wants to know if Eric can call for a Bellinger combo meal this week, maybe two multi-homer game, something along those lines to get Bellinger back on track. Can we, can we have this? Yeah. Help me out, man. I need this. I'm not, I think my prognosticating days should end. There's a ridiculous argument. I got it right. Hey, I don't know why I picked Saturday, but yeah, no, no one Bellinger. I can't get a genuine from the heart. He stinks. You got to cut him. Now watch. He's going to hit 13 more homers this year, but wow, you're asking for a lot. That's a lot. In five weeks. 
come on i'm trying to be fair i you know it's not like i need those homers or anything no. <laughs> i mean I, i'm trying to think here of like a, a struggling guy who i can start to get going again and you know Kesson Hura, Alec Bohm. <laughs> no. How often does this happen, though, where we light the fire under the struggling player and then he picks it up? I you mean, realize this, we had nothing not just to us. do with this. I'm, no, of course. We had right. absolutely nothing to do with Christian Yelich having a great game on Saturday. I hope he has more. I am in a league. I am in a sim league. I need numbers. Um, I just, it was one game until it's not. All right. Maybe, what was it's the a, trivia? maybe it's a Saturday thing. So we'll circle back to this on Thursday and ask Eric who's hitting two homers this upcoming Saturday. Mike Franco. Oh, gee. Wow. Freddie Galvis. Wow, Freddie Galvis, to be, he's going to be in the uh, – put him in the lineup first. <laughs> he's going to be their starting third baseman in a week. You watch. Oh, I won't be surprised. Geniuses. All right. Back to trivia. We've got five pitchers this year with at least 10 quality starts without giving up 10 homers. The three easy ones, Corbin Burns, Jacob deGrom, Shohei Otani. I want you to give me the other two. Go. Listen, you got first pick. Wow, really? <laughs> oh, geez. Well, I wouldn't I, even. I don't even I know have, where to I have start a guess. Here. I have a guess. Go for it. That Miami kid, the rookie, Rogers. Rogers has nine quality starts. He would have otherwise made it. Okay, because I know he's not giving up home runs. Yeah, that was a good guess. Thank you. Like I need the list of pitcher names. That's the what I'm trying to figure. Looking at these. Um. Do you well, want mul- how about you... the Giants kid, that right here? Yeah, the Logan Webb. Webb. Is what Logan I just Webb looking is at. correct, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Ten quality starts, eight homers. So now you've got one more. This guy ranks – you would have thought higher of him than Logan Webb coming into the year. Would have thought higher of him coming into the year. I would assume. The... I don't want to speak for you, but. <laughs> I would have thought higher of him than Logan Webb. Uh, not giving up home hmm. runs. That's hard, right? I mean, like, yep. Who is not like? I love Adam Wainwright, but he's given up ten home runs. Right, that's the next I was thinking too. But it, I mean, Wheeler has just barely given up ten home runs. You have like three in one game to screw it all up. Bassett was doing well. Gosman. All these, na- you're naming guys that have more quality starts than home runs, which in and of itself is difficult to do. Well, I, I know who's not- suppressing home runs. It's not you know fair, I guess. I mean. Quantrill, I, I noticed last night he didn't allow any home runs this season, but he doesn't have 10 quality stars, does he? I don't think he's up to that yet. Do you want the player's age or the handedness? <laughs> I don't think the handedness would matter. Hand, handedness would probably help me more than age. You, got, sure. you get one clue. You tell me what you want. Tristan already said it, so go with Take that. handedness. He, he must be left-handed. He is a lefty. You could have figured that out from the way that was presented, but yes. Max Freed, I don't know. Max Fried is not there. I don't think he has the quality starts. I don't think he does either. He has 12 quality starts, but 11 home runs. A lefty who's at that level. Hmm. Not that uh, that Houston Walker. See, here's the other. Is that I looked at Wade Miley, but not in that ballpark. Framber's a lefty. Framber Valdez is the correct answer. Because he doesn't allow home runs. He has 10 quality starts. That was the thing. With seven homers allowed. He's not allowing any home runs because it's all strikes outs and walks. <laughs> yeah, I would never have guessed he got the 10 quality starts. Already. I have him on a team and I know he's not allowing home runs, but man, I didn't think he had the quality starts either. Framble Valdez, like- by the way, is the shame of it is nobody has reaped the benefits because he was written off after the injury by everybody. Yeah. 
Yes. Everybody. Like I have like four Houston pitchers on my hot new team and they're all doing well except Granky. So I knew Framber was was doing something. I have Garcia too. All right. That's good. Good trivia yeah. question there. I like that. Yep. Uh, we're running out of time on today's show. Thank you so much for listening to our little fantasy focus baseball. We should note the fantasy focus football is a daily show and the guys and the gals do a great job on that show as well. Kyle, of course, is the key to that show. He's the guardian of every show that he is on of their galaxy. So I don't <laughs> know if he's he the credit, Lord. <laughs> but he's, he is the guardian of the galaxy what? for fantasy focus podcast. What if Kyle Soppy became a star Lord? <laughs> what if I told you there'd be a 30 for 30 in the making. Don't worry. There will be eventually about, well, lots of stuff. Uh, we're done for today. Thank you so much. I'm going to have a drink of water or Gatorade and uh, finish my meatball parm. Uh, go Yelich, go Phillies. Go Monet Davis. Warm up that meatball parm, by the way. They're not good cold. Please Fantasy do. Focus Baseball presented, as always, by LinkedIn Jobs. For Kyle and Tristan, I'm Eric. Have an awesome week.